it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's time for another SmackDown study. This is for your SmackDown study for May 14th, 2021. It's also my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. I love you. Now, also, no, you're 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 not mistaken. Uh, there was no above the ring this past week. Um, my partner Sam is away with a personal family matter. So we will try to get that out to you this weekend if possible. If not, Monday. But we will we will get everything out to you as soon as we can. Um uh some other news though that actually broke this this afternoon before SmackDown started. Um condolences to the family of New Jack. Uh, New Jack was a staple in ECW and uh, throughout the territories, uh, notorious for not giving a shit what he had to say, um, was not politically correct, um, would just stab somebody for no reason in the ring. It's it's, it's, it's documented. Dark uh, Shot of the Ring did a a wonderful episode on them as well. We also covered that on the show. Uh, if you want to go back into the archives and go look up our dark side of the ring shows from previous seasons, please go ahead and do so. You will not be disappointed. Speaking of, Sam and I are in talks of doing the same thing with the current season of Dark Side of the Ring Season 3 that has just started a couple of weeks ago. Um, but this time, we're going to have a little special treat for you. We'll give it away, but uh, I think you guys will, will will like that. So, but that's all that little news for now. And we will move forward, and we will get right into the show. So, SmackDown kicking off with Jey Uso in the ring, doing what he does best, Mr. Main Event himself. And... Uh, Introducing his cousin, the head of the table, tribal chief, universal champion, Roman Reigns. And I gotta say, the more I listen to Roman's new theme music, the more amazing it actually sounds. It's just, it's so good. It makes everything that he does, walking to the ring, seem 
so much more prestigious, so much bigger. It just it fits his whole persona perfectly. And it's like I never want him to lose the title now because I feel like the music won't be the same once he loses that title. So honestly, I, I know this is like faux pas when it comes to traditional, you know, modern wrestling, but I hope, I sincerely hope that Roman Reigns holds on to this title not only until this WrestleMania, but next year's WrestleMania when it's in LA. Because we all know the elephant in the room that's out there. Roman Reigns versus The Rock. They've talked about it. Imagine it being out in LA because obviously we all know Rock's a huge movie star now. And just the thought of Roman just steamrolling after competitor, after competitor, after competitor, after competitor, not stopping and just mowing everybody down. And his his ego just gets bigger and bigger. And he ma- he amasses more and more people. I want to see more family members coming in. I would love to see maybe Tamina at some point. You know, because you know, she's part of that. Family. All the other Samoans, bring them in. Bring them in. Make this family grow. Make this whole thing into this elaborate, complex faction that is unstoppable with Roman at the top. And just go through it and then have the rock come and just dismantle everything. I know a lot of people will be like, oh, Rock's a part-timer. I don't want a part-timer as my universal champion. We get it. But this is how this is how you have a main event of main events. You have Roman be champion for two plus years. It's unheard of in today's world. A year title is almost unheard of. I know it have it's happening a lot over like in the UK with um, the NXT UK champion and uh, women's champion being title holders for well over a year. I know, obviously, with COVID and whatnot, but even still, Kylie Ray and uh, Walter are no slouches. So if they can continue to do it, why not let Roman do it? Roman has honestly earned this at this point. It's just the transformation that he's made since he's come back from his second bout with with leukemia has been astonishing. And the crowd went from like, we, we hate you because they're going to be shoving you down our throats to we legitimately hate you because you're an asshole. And that's how it should be. It's not go away heat. It's not X-Pac heat. It's not Baron Corbin heat. It's legit heel heat and i love to see it i've always gravitated towards the heels it's just i don't know why it's just you can rouse the crowd up it just it's it's just so much more fun for me personally watching um you know if i was a little younger and you know maybe in better shape and and whatnot i would have loved to have given you know wrestling a try you know, it wasn't really uber popular when I was growing up. And I've been watching it since like the age of six. And 
you know, I had some things that were just kind of like holding it against me and I just didn't have the opportunity. And, you know, it is what it is. I had my mind focused on certain things growing up and, you know, wrestling was there, but I had other priorities. So it's, it's one of those, ah, could have, would have, should have, didn't happen, but I get to do this. You know, Bedlam Media has been a godsend to me and I know Sam feels the same way and, and, if we can't do, we teach, you know, type of thing. So that's that's how that's how at least I look at it. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to help give all the knowledge that I have. Remember my stories, telling the stuff that's going on. Because hey, you guys may not have three hours to watch Raw, two hours to watch SmackDown, two hours to watch you know NXT and all, and all the other wrestling out there. AEW, Impact, New Japan, MLW, you know, Ring of Honor. You know, the, there's too many at this point to name that are actually really doing really well. And I, and I love it. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. And I know I've gone off on a tangent forever, but that's fine. We're going to wrap it all back up together in a nice little bow and get ourselves ready for WrestleMania Backlash, which will be this Sunday. So I am very excited for this to see what happens at the show. But... That's on Sunday. Let's start talking even more about tonight. So, Roman comes out, great music aside, starts talking about, you know, how he's going to beat Cesaro come Sunday. And, you know, he just started talking about Jimmy Uso. And then Jimmy comes out, and Jimmy has this nobody's bitch t-shirt which i was like this is brilliant i hope it's on wbshop.com and oh my god it is so please go out and buy it it's fantastic because who knows how long it's gonna be up but i already know four people on twitter that showed like verified purchases already so i'm like yes this stuff is selling so yeah we'll see what happens but jimmy's out there stating you know i'm obviously nobody's bitch she's not gonna be roman's bitch and he's going to do something that Roman can't do come Sunday. And that's going to be beat Cesaro. So Roman starts, you know, getting all hissy, saying that, what are you going to do? You're going to call Cesaro. You're going to, you're going to make it all about you. You're going to beat him tonight, whatnot. And Jimmy just has this giant smirk on his face. He goes, yeah. Turns around. He's like, Cesaro, I know you're listening. Come out here and kick your ass. Cesaro's like, all right. Comes out, stands at the top of the ramp. It's like, all right, I got you. Let's go. Let's have ourselves a little match. So that will be your main event for later tonight. And man, oh, man, got some good stuff. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Our next match is for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. You have Tamina and Natalia. Getting another shot at Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And son of a bitch, they did it. Tamina pins Nia after Nia drops Natalia with a Samoan drop. It was actually a nice sequence. You know, uh, Natalia gets picked up by Nia. Nia is screaming and yelling at her, drops her, and then she drops her down. And I was like, why isn't Nia getting up? And then all of a sudden, wham, here comes the splash, the one, two, three. 
And the overwhelming emotion that both Tamina and Natalia had during their interview right after with Kayla, I was just like watching this and then I got emotional. Now, I've, I'll be honest, I've never been a huge fan of Tamina. Um, I've enjoyed her work, but she never really pulled me in. You know, like how wrestlers do, they pull you in either to hate them or, or love them or whatnot. Tamina was always there, and it was like, like I don't know if that's a combination of just WWE not putting her in the right spots or maybe a lack of charisma on her end. I don't know. It's just she didn't resonate with me right off. But after tonight, I'm all in. I love it. I, I'm so happy for her. It's her first title. She's been with the company, I think, since 2009. So, and for Natalia, this is her third championship. She's a former two-time women's uh, champion. So now she is a tag champ, obviously, as well. So all the good feels are rolling around. I'm happy for these two. I don't know if there's going to be a uh, rematch on Sunday. That hasn't been said yet, but we all know how WWE is. They always come up with a random match to fill in something during the pre-show or the kickoff show or, or, or whatnot. So we'll see. Hopefully, if it's a rematch, they're not going to put it on the pre-show. But knowing WWE, you never know. So after that, we moved on. Um, Apollo was presenting Commander Aziz with the uh, Nigerian Medal of Honor. But he's quickly interrupted by Big E, who then is interrupted by Sami Zayn who was then interrupted by Kevin Owens and everybody starts to fight and it's one nice big brawl and it's just pure insanity. Paula goes to the back afterwards, starts talking to both uh, Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce. Sonya made some offshoot comment about, oh, we'll make sure that, you know, Pierce doesn't put you in a fatal four-way. And Pierce just kind of looked at her and goes, that's actually a really good idea. So <laughs> next week on SmackDown, Apollo's in a fatal four-way for his SmackDown, that's all, his Intercontinental Championship. So he will face both, oh, all three of Big E, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens. So that match is going to be a barn burner, and I can't wait to watch it. I'm a little sad it's not on Sunday's pay-per-view, but it is what it is. It keeps SmackDown hot. They've been doing real well on Fox since they've joined, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes after that. We then shifted gears, had another ourselves another singles match with Rey Mysterio taking on Dolph Ziggler, and just like last week, Dolph putting on more bangers. Him and Dominic was actually a really good match. I, I, I actually did enjoy it. The ending was actually kind of kind of awesome uh, with, with Dominic getting the roll-up pin. Ray and Dolph this week, obviously both, be both veterans, also putting on a fantastic match. And then Ray does the exact same thing, catches Dolph in a roll-up, gets the pin. Now, those four, when I say four, I mean the dirty dogs of... Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode will be taking on Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio on Sunday for the title. So the momentum's all in the Mysterio's zen. 
Will we have our first ever father-son tag team champions? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I'll have my picks at the end of this podcast, by the way, just to let you all know. After that, we uh, moved on and we, we heard from SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair talking about her match with Bailey on Sunday, and then Bailey interrupts her from uh, via the satellite. <laughs> Going a little old school with the satellite, and Bailey basically admitting to the world and to Bianca that when she looks at Bianca, she sees her past. Basically, we'll look at Bianca with all the the shiny sequins and her her hair braids and always wanting to get attention. It's basically what Hugger Bailey was. And I mean, honestly, it really was. So when she said that, I was like, oh shit. Well, look at that. Makes sense. Now this feud really makes a lot more sense. So I'm looking forward. This is probably for me one of those dark horse matches. Um, I can really see these two women putting on a fantastic match on Sunday. Um, so yeah. Uh, Bailey basically just stating at the end that she's gonna take Bianca out. I mean, I know it's the standard heel stuff, but the way she said it, it was like, all right, Bailey's Bailey's really coming for her. So it adds a little extra layer of all right, all right. After that, we had more singles action. It's a rematch as Shinsuke Nakamura took on the King Baron Corbin. Now I know Baron Corbin's been King Corbin for pretty much over two years at this point. It is time, I believe, for a new King of the Ring tournament. I really honestly hope that WWE has something surprised for us maybe in the summer. I think that would be great because we all know that Austin Creed wants that title so bad. He wants the crown. He wants to be king of the ring. Because if you, any of you guys listen to Up, Up, Down, Down, we all know who the Kang is. And God, if that comes to, if that comes to fruition and we see that on WWE television, it's going to be the <laughs> it's going to be outstanding. And I really honestly hope for that. So going back to this, um, the match. The match was good. I mean, it is what it is between these two. Uh, Hard-hitting, and, you know, it's not the most graceful of matches, but, you know, they're, they're, they're hard-hitters. Here you get the king of strong style versus the reigning king of the ring. Corbin does end up getting the win. Uh, Shitsuke had him locked into a triangle choke, and Corbin tried to powerbomb him, and Shitsuke which I actually haven't really seen this done. Shinsuke starts pounding on Corbin's face as Corbin was going to pick him up to do a, you know, a, a powerbomb, which we've seen a million times from somebody who's been trapped in the triangle choke. But when he does that, it, Corbin kind of loses his power for a second and drops Shinsuke down. Instead of going for it again, he just rotates his hips and puts more pressure on Shinsuke's shoulders. Shinsuke was not able to get out, and Corbin gets the win. Corbin then takes Shinsuke, throws him out of the ring, gets his crown, puts it on. He's all, you know, he's all excited. You know, he's all, all praising, you know, all hail King Corbin. But Shinsuke attacks, takes Corbin down, and then takes the crown from him. Has this great little <laughs> heavy is the head that wears the crown type of moment where he's trying to pick up the 
King Corbin's crown, but it's so heavy. And he's having such difficulty putting it, you know, raising it up high enough so he can put it on his own head. And it was it, it was entertaining to watch. I appreciated it very much. So, but he ends up finally putting it on and he does his little dance a little bit. And then, you know, he, he we go to we go to commercial break. We come back from commercial break. Shinsuke's in the back now, staring at a at himself in a mirror with the crown still on and I think we're going to end up having ourselves a little feud for this crown. And that's all good and fine. If it finally leads to, you know, the lone wolf coming back, then I'm I'm for it. I love, I'm not going to lie, I, I loved when Corbin won the King of the Ring. But it's been two years. At this point, at this point, I'm over it. And I know I'm not alone. Even his even his fans are like, all right, well, we need something fresh, or at least you know, you know, a do over or something. So they're calling for the lone wolf. I'd be all right with that. I, I prefer. I actually really enjoyed that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. After that, we had our chapter three from Alistair Black. His promos about the Dark Father have just been outstanding. And how he's teasing everybody that he wants to, you know, he wants to teach the lesson, but everybody's just, you know, standing to the side, not doing anything, not taking the initiative. So that's all good and fine. But he did have one word that really kind of stuck out to me. He mentioned the word architect. Now, for those of you who, who've been watching for a while, we all know Seth Rollins is the architect, or at least he used to be. There's also been rumors that Seth Rollins will be turning face at some point. Is this the beginning seeds that are being planted? Am I just adding to that by even thinking of this? Am I alone in this thought? I don't know. You guys let me know. But... If Seth Rollins is, is Aleister Black's first target, I think that would be outstanding. And also the rumors of Zelina Vega possibly maybe coming back. She was uh, spotted at the Performance Center um, this week. So maybe all the blow-offs that they had earlier in the year, or, or I should say, yeah, earlier in the year, or late last year. I don't remember exactly when she was released, but you never know. And maybe this time when she comes back, she comes back a little darker and manages her husband. I think that would be amazing. So we'll see. Lastly, we got to our main event of the evening. Singles match between Jay Uso and a Cesaro. Guys were doing great. It was a fantastic match towards the end. And then what do you know? Roman Reigns getting himself involved, causing the DQ. And then him and Jimmy verbally going at it. Jimmy's like, I, I had this. What are you doing? You know, we have to make things about you, et cetera, et cetera. Roman blowing like, oh, this isn't about you. This is about big money matches, not about these little stupid exhibitions and stuff like that. This is how I take care of stuff. And meanwhile, Jay's in the middle of the ring, 
uh, after Cesaro recovers, goes in and just starts obliterating Jimmy, uh, Jay Uso, sorry. And they're calling back to, to Roman, why don't you come save your cousin? Roman doesn't move. He just kind of stands there and watches it happen as Cesaro drops Jay multiple times with the neuralizer. Sending a message to the tribal chief. But if you follow that algorithm, Cesaro, the last one, standing tall, the last show before the pay-per-view, doesn't bode well for his title shot. But neither here nor there. Let us get into Trinity Backlash. Coming to us from Peacock, for those of us in the States and the rest of the world still can watch on the WWE Network. Now, so far, we have six matches on the card. Probably we'll end up with seven or eight. Just my guess, but I'll give my thoughts on these six, and we'll go from there. So... First match, Damian Priest versus The Miz at a Lumberjack match. This match I can honestly see on the kickoff show. The match itself, for me, I'm a little disappointed because the Lumberjack matches always end up turning into the Lumberjacks fighting amongst themselves and then some screwy finish, and that's how this ends. With this, I'm going to give the nod to Priest. Miz is going to try doing something screwy during said brawl with all of um, Lumberjacks, but I think Priest will prevail, end this feud, and they will move on their separate ways. Next up, Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode taking on the Mysterios of Ray and Dominic. As much as I love Dolph and Roode as champs, I'm going to go with the Mysterios. WWE likes to do this, these history things, and Ray and Dominic will be your tag team champions coming out of Sunday. And I know that's going to aggravate a lot of people, including my boy over at Know the Ropes. Sam, I know you hate the Mysterios, but you're going to have to get used to them being those SmackDown tag team champions. And now I'm going to have something on both shows to rag on him about. And that makes me so happy. Because remember, even when I lose, I win. And now I win twice. Ah, it's so good. So good. I love it. Next match after that will be for the Raw Women's title. Rhea Ripley taking on Asuka. Also taking on Charlotte Flair. This one's a little bit of a toss-up for me. My heart wants Asuka or Rhea to win. But my brain says Charlotte's going to win. Because I have a feeling that Sonya's going to get involved in some capacity. And also the ongoing issues between Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. I hope that that's going to continue to escalate and turn into something ridiculous. Like one being a Raw general manager, one being a SmackDown general manager. Guys, I'm just throwing it out there again. Just, just, just trying to speak this into existence. Please let it happen. But I picked Charlotte Flair to get this win. Bianca Belair and Bailey for the SmackDown Women's title. This one for me is a little more cut and dry. As much as I love Bailey, this is Bianca Belair's time. 
she's going to run with this title for a lot longer than just a month. So I think Bianca's going to take it. Our second to last title match, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman for the WWE Championship. I have a feeling that Bobby's going to retain, which is fine. I like Bobby Lashley as champion with MVP. I really wish that they'd bring back some members of the Hurt Business or bring some new members, period. Maybe, obviously, I know the whole issue with Cedric and Shelton is kind of up in the air. That also might be the added match that I was talking about earlier. So we'll see what happens. But I pick Bobby to win that. And then our last match, Roman Reigns versus Cesaro for the Universal Championship. As much as I love Cesaro and I want him to win the title, he's on the wrong brand. Roman will not be stopped. And he will retain his title. So I am picking two title changes tonight. So I'll just go over it again. Picking up our winners tonight will be, or on Sunday, will be Damian Priest, Roman Reigns, Mysterios, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, and Bobby Lashley. Those are your picks, or my picks, I should say, for WrestleMania Backlash on Sunday. And this has been your SmackDown study. Woo, pushed it for a half an hour. But man, what a great show. And I'm excited for this pay-per-view. You know, it's a loaded month because we also got double or nothing at the end of the month for AEW. It's just, it's good. Under Siege as well, which will be Saturday, the day this drops. Uh, it's just, there's great wrestling everywhere, guys. And like I said, it's a great time to be a fan. And I, I can't wait to see what happens for all of this so, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter, media underscore Bedlam. You can find this podcast uh, basically everywhere on the podcasting networks. If we're not part of a podcast that you guys are a network that you listen to, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. You can find Bedlam Media on Facebook and on YouTube as Bedlam Media and on Instagram as Bedlam Media Official. And you can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. My name is Scott. I am the man behind the Twitter of Bethlehem Media. I wish you all have a wonderful weekend. And most importantly, please, guys, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.